Here's what's coming up on today's show. Hackers are becoming more sophisticated, which puts you and your family at greater risk of identity theft. In today's episode, Mark and I are going to talk about the recent Move It hack and the top seven actions that I recommend to protect yourself. It's easy to get lost on the way to retirement. Things like taxes, improper planning, and excessive market risk can all lead you astray from your goal of a successful and happy retirement. That's where Liz Whittaberry comes in. She's a holistic financial advisor and the founder of Best Path Advisors, and she can help guide you to a better financial path. This is Retire on Your Best Path with Liz Whittaberry. Welcome to this edition of Retire on Your Best Path with Liz Whittaberry and myself here to talk about uh, some hacking tips, how to hack proof ourselves a little bit. If you've got questions and concerns, as usual, and you certainly might after this episode, make sure you're reaching out and talking with a qualified professional like Liz, who is the founder and financial advisor at Best Path Advisors. You can find her online at bestpathadvisors.com. That's bestpathadvisors.com. Dot com, And we're going to have a good conversation on the Move It data breach. Uh, so first of all, Liz, what's going on? How are you? I am good. I'm doing very good. Is it getting cooler there yet? Not yet. No, it's still pretty darn toasty, <laughs> even though we are into uh, fully into August here, or late August, I believe, uh, at the time we're doing this. So uh, I got to ask, because I'm, I'm a little behind on this one. So usually I try to stay pretty up on our conversation pieces, but I am not familiar with this too much. So I'm curious to learn, just like our listeners, what is this? What is the MoveIt data breach? Well, the MoveIt software program is a software developed by an American software maker called Progress Software. And they're in Massachusetts. They meet all of the requirements. So there's a lot of financial institution governments around the world, not just in the U.S., that use them. Mm. This MoveIt transfer file management program is used to move large amounts of sensitive data. It oh could boy. be pension information, social security numbers, medical records, billing data, all kinds of private information. And it's supposed to be very secure. Again, it, it met all of these um, you know, requirements to right, be used right. even by the government and by medical facilities. But a hacking group out of Russia, a ransomware group named, I guess they call themselves CLOP. I only see it in writing. I don't know how you pronounce it, mm. CL. Zero P. Mm, okay. They are uh, behind this hack. Mm. And they found a vulner- vulnerability back in late May. So at this point in time, there's more than 600 organizations that have been identified as being impacted from colleges and universities, oh, wow. motor vehicle authorities, retailers, major airlines, pension management firms, payroll services big four accounting firms, government contractors, all kinds of industries and in, in businesses. Now, the data that would have been available would have been whatever was in this transfer program at the time. So I think it's going to be a lot of work to identify what that yeah, was. Yeah, probably, probably pretty widespread, I would imagine. Yes, very, very much so. And um, Progress, the company, became aware of it on May 28th. So it began on May 27th. Progress became aware of it on May 28th. They Mm -hmm. issued a warning on May 30th and the first patch on May 31st and have issued a couple of more patches since then, two or three, and have said they're going to update that program every two months. But my concern is that 
you know, this data, if it's out there, can be used not just in this near term, it can be used anytime in the future. You know, if you're impacted, you'll probably get a letter uh, that lets you know that you're impacted and that, you know, you've got some sort of one year or two year of data identity protection coverage. But you really have to think more long term. Mm. Yeah, that's than a good that. point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it seems like that we, if this is, I think about the time, I think this week, I believe the Cambridge Analytics, uh, I think the class action on that is closing up this week, if I'm not mistaken, the website uh, for, for putting your information in to let them know that you, you know, that you were affected and wanted to get some of the, some of the, whatever, 750 million or whatever it was that Facebook was paying out. So it's like, you know, it's, it's almost, almost becoming fairly regular that we're hearing about these data hacks, uh, you know, and, and I don't know if we yes. become desensitized to it or the media doesn't cover it as well, because I just hadn't seen that much on this. Usually these things are pretty uh, in your face. So, well, I think I part of it is that they're still trying to figure out who's even impacted. Oh, OK. Well, that um, makes sense. And at what degree they're impacted. And if you Google it, you can find articles by Reuters and other you know, nationwide, you know, very good newspapers that are digging into it and trying to get the information out there. But yeah. uh, I, I, it's going to take a while for it to unfold, mm-hmm. and it's going to take a while for the real impact and the fallout to be seen. But, yeah. you know, it's just like anything. We have not just in our digital world, but in our real world, we have to protect ourselves. Oh, for sure. Right? You would not have no locks on your doors. <laughs> right. You wouldn't leave them wide open. You right. wouldn't. These days we have... Even our ring doorbells or other doorbells that give us, you know, some view of what's going on. We have lots of additional security layers because we know we need that. You know, it's funny. I was I've been watching a TV show that's you know set in the '80s, and uh, you know, and I was obviously I was a teen. I was a young, uh, you know, ten, twelve, fourteen, all the way up. I basically went from ten to twenty in the '80s, right? So I'll just go ahead and date, date my <laughs> date myself there. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was like, you know, I remember leaving the door open at night sometimes, you know, yes. or, leave, or leaving the windows open, you know, to sleep for a cool breeze. And, you know, depending on where you live, maybe you still do that. But you do definitely, I think, have pause nowadays when you do that. Right. Like if you think about it, it's like, oh, it's really hot. I'm going to leave the windows open and let the house air out versus just running the AC. But you kind of pause now, right? Versus just, in the you know, used right. to kind of old school, you just be like, ah, eh, throw a caution to the wind and, you know, let it rip. So, yeah, you definitely got to protect yourself. Uh, and certainly in our digital or our digital versions of ourselves as well. Exactly, exactly. And and there's people that still leave their wallets in their vehicles because they grew up doing that. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, I'm, I'm and guilty. You, and you have to be, yeah, you have to be very careful about that these days because yep. in our neighborhood there are people going around, you know, seeing what cars they can get into or right. seeing if they can see something. Well, luckily, in the cars. I live in the sticks, so uh, that you know you'd have to be pretty brazen to come down to to my vehicle to check it uh, where I live. But yeah, I mean, but that's a great point. So with yeah. that said, let's talk about some of the hacks that you were talking about. You kind of teed up in your teaser here seven tips to go through. So uh, from a digital standpoint, what do we got? Well, I think one of the first things, especially in light of this, to protect yourself is to make sure that your credit bureau information is protected. You know, the three credit bureaus are Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion, and they will all let you put a fraud alert or freeze your credit. Now, a fraud alert, for it to be a really strong fraud alert, you need to have proof that you were a victim of fraud, and that will last seven years. I personally like the security freeze because 
if you have frozen your credit, no one can ha- get access to the credit report. It's now free to do that. Mm-hmm. Initially, it was not. Okay. And you can freeze it and unfreeze it at any point in time. Mm-hmm. And if it turns out that your social security number is out there in the dark web, no one can do something with it if you've got your credit frozen. Right. Yeah, because you don't need to. Act. I mean, so you can let it sit there, especially if you know if you're not accessing it for anything, right? There's if you're not planning right. on buying anything, there's really no reason to have any, you know, for anyone to do a soft pull or anything like that. And if you do need it, then you turn it back on mm-hmm. temporarily and then turn it back off. And that is, in my opinion, the best way to protect your your credit. And you can usually do that through those bureaus, correct? Yes, you can do that online uh, or you can call them. Okay. All right. And I'm actually going to be sending my my Friday email uh, that will go out tomorrow morning, uh, the day after this is aired, Mm -hmm. is going to have the instructions for that. So if anybody that's listening to this Mm -hmm. is not on my Friday email and you want that instructions, just send me an email and I will send that to you. Yep. Stop by the website, bestpathadvisors.com and shoot her an email. Okay. So that was one tip. What else we got? The next thing I like is use a private email. And that, what I mean by this is use one email address that is only for financial accounts, your bank, your credit mm, card, okay. your payment services. Don't use it for anything else. Do not tell anybody else what that email is. That protects you because the access to most of your password resets is going to be your email. And if a hacker can figure out what your email is and figure out maybe some of the guesses to, well, what's your mom's maiden name or what's your dog's name or, you know, things that might be used to reset your password, then it's easier for them to, to get that done. And if you have a private email, then no one knows what that email is. I have used a private email for probably six or eight years. I don't know, a long time now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't even get any junk email to that private email. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love that because I know that none of those institutions are selling my information. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, I hadn't even thought about that. And, you know, you're talking about, you know, just kind of not the, the passwords or the, you know, guessing the mom's yeah. maiden name and all that stuff. It's like those things they put on social media a lot of times. And, and you often see people, people love to talk about themselves, right? right? So they want to chime in on it. So it's like, hey, what was, you know, you know, they'll put a, a meme up that says, what was your first car? Right. Right. Uh, and, and so that's, Kind of phishing information, right? Because often yes. people use their first car, or you know, what was your mom's, you know, you know, maiden name, or what was your mom's, you know, this, that, or the other, or your favorite dog? What was your favorite dog's name? Kind of thing, right? Favorite pet, and all that stuff is is can be easily compiled to go. Okay, well, here's a list of cars. Here's a list of you know the pet names. Blah 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 blah. So I always tell my mom she's eighty two. I'm like. You know, every right. now and again, I'll see her, you know, kind of answer one of those and like, stop answering those. I, I know that they, it's fun <laughs> yes. to do and you're kind of bored or something, but no, don't do it. It's just, it's just another way of fishing. Yeah. And, and she's from a different generation where exactly, this yeah. wasn't as much of a problem. No, for uh, sure. And so it's hard to switch to that mindset of having to be much more careful. Mm-hmm. But there was a, a gentleman who did a study. He was, I, I believe he was a a journalist mm-hmm. and he worked on hacking a friend's everything and told this friend that that they were they knew that he was going to try this right. and so he was able to identify 
a number of things and get into the email and then get into the bank account and oh, wow. and what and so his point was how easy it is if you're not very 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 careful about keeping yeah. that stuff private and the private email then sets you up for that that's great no one you know can get it hacked into a friend's email and then say oh well here's this person's yeah. email yeah it's a private email well we were talking about some of those you know the facebook things and stuff so another one number three on your list here is is clicking those links and i'm glad to see that right. on there I, I had to teach her that a lot too and my mother-in-law i'm like look every time you get an email or even a facebook thing or sometimes even text messages because they just get your cell phone right. number uh don't just click something and open it because it came directly to you it doesn't mean it was actually like they know right. you you know what i mean it's it's still a phishing technique. And I think that's going to be our biggest concern with this hack because they're going to have the information to make that phishing attempt look very real. Oh, yeah. I mean, even the Amazon one that was going around recently was the yes. same thing. It looked like it was directly from Amazon. Uh, and you think, okay, well, I've got an Amazon account, so this is probably legit, blah, blah, blah. Don't do it, right? Call call them directly. Log into your actual exactly. account and then call them directly. Don't click something that was, was sent to you. You initiate the contact versus the other way around. Yeah, if you didn't request it, don't click it. Exactly. Okay. Uh, number four. Number four, use strong passwords. So, and, not, so not your dog? <laughs> <laughs> not your dog. You know, and in fact, we did use our dog's uh, name for a while. Um, and there is a password strength checker. There's a number of ones, but security.org has a link, uh, how secure is my password. And the dog one that we used to use can now be hacked in like an hour mm, okay now you know back in the day the computers weren't that uh, strong and these hackers weren't as sophisticated oh, as they sure. are now they're yeah. now running it as a total business mm -hmm. uh, but you want to have 12 or more characters uh, you want to you can check that strength my work email the password i have on that says it would take 100 octillion years to crack it Wow, I don't even know what an octillion year is. That's I a, don't either, but a, it's so long that they're not going to try that long. Yeah. They're going to give up. That's um, an interesting point. Now, you can, and that that's something that the FBI said. They came and talked to the financial advisors here in Dallas at mm. some point in time, and their point was if it's going to take them longer than you know, a week or two weeks to hack, they're going to move on right. to the next. But to your easy. point, right? It's a, it's a yes. business. And so it's a, if for this industry now, I suppose it's terrifying to say that that's an industry, right? But it, just like anything, just like people when they're trying to pull any kind of scam, the, the right. more roadblocks that are there, the more they're going to move on to the easier target. They're, they're going to pass yeah. on by those roadblocks. You can also use a password manager. And that's that then, if you get that set up, that then takes care of having very strong passwords for you and you don't even have to remember them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's number four. So what's number five? Number five is to turn on two factor authentication for everything that you can. Yeah. That's usually when they send you a text, right? So you log in or try to do yes. something and it says, Hey, you need to type in this code. We're sending it to you now. They send you a text yep. or you use one of the authenticator apps, which is actually in my opinion, better if they offer the authenticator app because no one can take your, your phone number can be uh, potentially cloned. Yeah. Cloned. Now I don't think that that's a very big risk. I certainly do use two factor authentication and get text mm -hmm. messages to use to log in because that is the option. But if they have that authenticator option, then I choose that. 
because I think that's just one more step above. Yeah. And then turn on passcodes. You should have your passcode on your phones, your tablets, your laptops, anything that could be grabbed and stolen. Mm-hmm. It needs to have a code to get into it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and not just your, you know, again, not just your your birthday or or something like right. that. Right. Yeah. So. Right. Okay. Uh, number six. You should turn on your alerts for account activity. And what I mean by that is anytime that there's a transaction in your bank account or in a credit card, you can turn on an alert that if it's over X amount, you will get an email. I have turned that on for anything over a dollar for mine. Right. So I get an email for every transaction. I then just look and I have most of my things on automatic payment to the credit card. And that way I know it's actually the things that I approved that are coming through. I know that they have come through in the amount that I approve. But if anyone were to attempt to use my credit card, which has happened, um, you know, from time to time, it will get stolen. Oh, yeah. And I'll have to replace it and update everything. Uh, But then I get alerted very quickly and can solve the problem right away. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all of this stuff kind of leads into the fact that, they, again, we're back to what we just said a minute ago. They look for the easiest mark. So right. w- often we just look for convenience in life. Right. So we're like, oh, I don't want to have a, a 12 character password and I don't want to have to do, you know, the two factor verification authentication thing and have them text me each. It's a, it's frustrating. It's annoying. I get it. Right? right. But it's more annoying to deal with this other yes. stuff, right? For sure. So. It would be absolutely a lot more annoying to have to work through mm-hmm. having your identity stolen and have to clear things off your name that yeah. weren't supposed to be well, on your record. Yeah. I mean, yes. to your point, like we've all kind of probably had our credit card at some point, right? You call in, you get an issue, a new one, they give you the, you know, they, they refund you the money for the, like mine got done one time and they went to Waffle House like four times. <laughs> <laughs> over the course of a weekend. And I'm like, I don't even, and it was in a state I don't even live in. Right. So, right. you know, so it happens to all of us and, and that's, that's annoying. It's frustrating. We don't like it. We get it done quick, but full on, you know, having your identity stolen is, is way beyond the annoying stage, right? That's into just the flat scary and can really ruin, you know, things yes. in your life and a lot of issues. So make sure you do that. Uh, so number seven, what's the final one here? Well, in light of what happened here, this uh, breach happened because the software had a little vulnerability in it. They identified it and put out the patch immediately. Not all the companies applied the patch immediately when it was announced. So it it has drug on longer than it should have. So always update your software. Those updates are to close vulnerabilities that they notice. That, again, is a hassle because you've got to go into your Windows update and make sure that it's updated and, you know, check the other programs, make sure that they're updated, set them to automatic update. I use Norton, and they will scan and tell me if any of the software programs are not updated, and, you know, then I can update them. But that is becoming more and more important. I used to view that again as another one of those hassles out there doing another little update. Right. And I got to sit always here and something. wait on yeah, it. Yeah, it's always something. But it's very important these days to mm-hmm. keep everything updated so that you're not 
exposed to any of those vulnerabilities. Yeah, for sure. Well, there you go. Seven <laughs> yeah. tips to hack proof yourself. It's a, you know, we've been, you know, what's the, was the book that came from a brave new world, right? It's been a brave new world for a long time. <laughs> uh, so we got to make sure that we're doing these things. Annoyances or not, uh, can certainly, you know, stave off some issues. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? I like the, uh, the Friday email as well. So uh, check that out if, uh, when you send that out yes. for Liz. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, so I would say that Back to our house analogy, if you can do the things that, you know, have your gate locked, have your door locked, have your windows locked, if you can do all of those things and you've got yourself in the best position possible, and these seven things will help you get there where you have protected yourself no matter what happens with any information anywhere. And that's what we want. We want you to be protected so that you can be on your best path for your retirement. All right, folks. Well, thanks for hanging out with us again. Uh, check out the Friday email. She's going to have this list on there as well. So if you are not signed up for that, just stop by her website and shoot her an email. And that's bestpathadvisors.com. And that's also where you can find lots of good tools, tips, and resources as well. You can schedule some time, talk with Liz if you're not already working with her. Subscribe to the podcast if you'd like as well on Apple, Google, Spotify. Lots of good information again at bestpathadvisors.com. And we will see you next time here on the podcast. Let's have a great week. You too. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, ma'am. We'll see you next time right here on Retire on Your Best Path. The preceding program is sponsored by Best Path Advisors, which is solely responsible for its content. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through J.W. Cole Advisors. Best Path Advisors, J.W. Cole Financial, and J.W. Cole Advisors are unaffiliated entities. The opinions expressed by Liz Whitberry should not be construed as specific tax, legal, or investment advice, nor as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned herein. Neither J.W. Cole Financial nor its representatives provide legal, tax, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W. Cole. Investing is subject to risks, including the loss of principal. Due to volatility within the markets mentioned, opinions are subject to change without notice. Information is based on sources believed to be reliable. However, their accuracy or completeness cannot be guaranteed.